Welcome everyone. We're about to begin by Sashem Shir number 14 in the countries of Yadatik Shalom Oyhalacha by Rav Chaim Friedlander, Zechatzat Kavracha. We're holding now uh, Perek Shlishi, um, the first, the third Perek of the countries. He starts out here. Keta Mitech Mechta Maran Hagrayin Rav Yakiv Shol. It's a letter from the stipler. And he says, We're going to talk now about a part of a letter that the stipler wrote uh, concerning the foundations on which marriage is based. So here is a quote from the letter. The Amru Chazal, be Yavamis. The Yavam in Yavamis, the Chazal say that Samach Beis Amid Beis, Tanu Rabbanan, Rabbanan taught us Ha'Oyev Esishtai Kigufa. So he loves his wife like his body. Vamechabdi Yosef Gufa and honors her more than his body. And on that it says Olav Akasoyim Yidatik Shalom Ayalacha. That it's brought down that you should know that your home will be peaceful. Uborer and it's clear. That the love for the husband, for his wife, is not in the context of a normal physical attraction that takes place between a man and a woman. But rather, it is a ahava, a love that is similar to loving your fellow man. The Ashes Berisai, because she, because she is your, uh, your your friend, and and the wife that you formed a bris with, a covenant with. And you love you you love her based on a certain gratitude. Because you imagine in your mind, if you would not have a wife. That you're married to, and you'll be left alone and be alone. How much pain and suffering you would have from this. And because of his wife, his life is more organized and stable. And his gratitude is boundless. It says in If you deny the good done to you by your friend, you'll end up denying the good done to you by your Creator. See over there that the Chazal was so strict, but again, and, and, and he says, and on this love, this type is not in connection to physical desire, but rather it's one of the regular basic midas types that you And for that intent, when you want to create a joy uh, uh, in your wife, at the time of union with her, and before that, and after that, that is not something that is um, 
demeaning chalila. Rak mitzvah, it's an actual mitzvah to express that love with your wife by having marital relations before and, and everything you do beforehand and everything doing afterwards is a mitzvah. That would be true even if you wouldn't have a chiv as a husband of Aina. The but certainly now that you are This is what the stipler's letter says. Now we're going to explain it. So he starts off explaining the letter. Maimer Aleph, chapter three, lesson one. Yisaidisa the foundation of love. So he quotes first again a line from the Stipler. It's clear that the Chazal's intent for a husband to love his wife in the context of is not in the context of merely a, a normal physical attraction that men have for women, but rather to love her in the context of uh, loving your friends. So, Friedlander says. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his great mercy gave man certain compulsions, things that he must do and desires that he want, needs to do that he, that he has a desire to do for all the actions in which his life depends so he gives a couple of examples of this he has a compulsion to eat he feels he needs to eat so who arrive? So when he's hungry, when he needs to eat, he gets hungry. Right? So that pulls him to eat because of his hunger. The Yesh Legam Chukalachal is also a desire to eat, a certain desire to eat. Because the food is very sweet and pleasant to him and very tasty to him. Another example, Yesh Adam Tchaflishin. Right, he he's very tired, and he has a compulsion to sleep. So ayef, so therefore he's tired. and the sleep is very sweet and pleasant to him. So the key being, Hashem made it that anything that's necessary in life, not just you have a pull because you have to do it, but because you have a desire to do it. Now, if you would only do these things because of logic, because they're essential for life, then most people would die out of starvation and sleep deprivation. If Hashem would take away the hana, if Hashem would take, take away the pleasure of food, of the enjoyment of food, and just made it that, okay, that, you know, uh, you'll be somewhat hungry, but not that you have a uh, desire for the food, then most people would refrain from eating what they need to, and they would chalila get ill and eventually die. Same goes with sleep. Part of the sleeping that Hashem needs, you know, puts in the health of a person in order to sleep, it's not just that he has a need, oh, I'm tired, I need to sleep, but he actually has a cheshik to do so, and have a tainik, and Hashem put it there on purpose for a very lofty purpose. Now, this is a very, very powerful line. He's saying that Hashem demands that a person refines these compulsions that he has and these desires that he has and brings them into the cycle of serving Akadish Baruch. For example, 
Lechol, you're going to eat, right? You're going to eat because you need to eat. You're going to eat also, maybe you may have pleasure in the food. Lishan or to sleep. You may sleep because you're tired, you have a compulsion to sleep, or because it feels good to sleep, but your mindset will be to shift it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that you should be healthy for the sake of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the eating, with the drinking, with the sleeping. You're going to enjoy it anyway. But have kavana to Hashem too. That means all your kavana should be l'shem shemayim. And the same refers to the physical love of a woman. That too, one must be brought into the cycle of service Hashem. I still remember uh, I was by Rev. Avigdor Miller's Thursday night shiurim, and uh, he talked about how much um, you should enjoy. Look of a Shabbos, for example, Friday night, you get a piece of chicken. It didn't just mean Friday night, but in general, too. And you go, how delicious it is, and you enjoy it. And he was talking a lot about how thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu and having a Karis HaTayv for the Hanah that you have from the eating. And at the end, one person asked, it was a respectfully, but isn't that sort of superficial or counterintuitive? You know, make to, to be so uh, physical oriented, how much you enjoy the food, and so on and so forth. And Ravigdamilla's main point, he says, Adaraba. And he said, very interesting, he said, You're going to enjoy the chicken anyway. Don't fool yourself. It tastes good. You're going to enjoy it anyway. So enjoy it. But use that enjoyment to channel your love with that greatness that he's giving you, that goodness that he's giving you, and that pleasure that he's giving you. And the same goes with marital relations. HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed a certain special physical love besides the emotional and spiritual, but a pure physical attraction that you have to, to a woman, to your wife. So you can enjoy it. And you can enjoy it with your wife 100%. But you put it in, you just enter it, you put it into the cycle of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the stipler's main point here. Now, the previous the previous letter that we quoted, he explained one of the ideals on the basis of this love that you have towards your wife. Because she is your friend, your life's companion, and and your and the wife that you created, that you made a covenant with, the means they share life together as a partnership. Each one is helping the other, and each one is being helped by the other. This cultivation of the partnership is explained also in the letter of the Chazaynish that we talked about earlier, is the foundation of mutual love between a husband and a wife, mutual affection between a husband and wife. And he placed on them different roles, 
They gave them different talents or different dispositions. But their jobs and talents complement each other. They perfect each other. Like he says, each one helps and is helped by the other. They have life's experience together as partners. That unites them. What unites them is the common purpose that they have. What should be their common purpose? Serving Agadosh Baruch Hu together. Live nice by Yishol Taira to build a house of Taira. And to build a house of observing of mitzvahs. If your goal is not com- with that having that in mind, then by default, each one is pursuing their own selfish interests. All good, but only good to the point that the relationship becomes chitzaini, superficial. And you think along the lines of, why don't you do for me things that I do for you? And the foundation of their relationship crumbles when it's self-interest that's primary, then it crumbles. He brings down a note from the Maral Ber that he explains that when the Chazal say that in Sheshis Meberashis, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mizavik zivugim, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is matching people up, matching couples up in marriage. How so? Because Sherak Avoidus Hashem kematara mishutefes mekoychal achas anigudim, because it's only their service of Hashem in joint partnership that gives them the ability and the power to unite as two different people and make them one. So Baruch is putting you together so you recognize that and he's putting you together to serve him. So again, you're using the Gashmias and you're using the physicality as a vehicle to go beyond it and to go to the Tachlis of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the next thing we're going to do, we're going to start Mimer Base. The second lesson in chapter three, which is Akaras Atoy, which is gratitude. And that, so he continues what the stipe quoted. There's Ahava because of gratitude. The Indian Akaras Atoy, and the gratitude that you're to have for your wife should be tremendous, without limit. One of the great fundamental um, foundations that a chassan, a husband, in his love for his wife can grow, that's as a result of the blossoming of their affection that comes through a tangible hakaras a tangible gratitude that he has towards his wife. Gratitude is one of those excellent character traits that a person needs to develop within himself. Both in developing the, the relationship with his fellow man, and so too with his creator, like we can explain on further in this letter. Acquiring this meat of Akarsatayv is not always easy. Why not always easy? Here he's 
explaining a real fascinating psychological insight why people don't like to be makertayv, why people don't like to feel gratitude or express gratitude. Because when you feel gratitude and you're makertayv, you're also asirtayda. What does that mean, asirtayda? Now you're obligated to thank him. You feel compelled to thank him. There's a schaivas now. It creates a certain responsibility. Because he did you benefit, now you have an obligation to bestow back good upon him, to the one who gave you that benefit. And a person by nature does not want to be indebted to anyone. That's why he tries to minimize, deny the good with so many excuses or to minimize it. Oh, it wasn't such a big favor he did for me. Like the Chazal labeled the word like covering over a, 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 a pot because you're covering it over. Sometimes in human nature, even if a person did you a favor, you'll reciprocate by doing something negative to them, which is fascinating because it's so counter what you should be doing, but they don't like that feeling of being beholden to somebody else. And very often in Shalom Bayes, that's part of it. You don't want to be makatayv to your wife. Because if if you f- recognize how much she does for you, you become responsible. There's a now to serve her and to help her. And that's something a person by nature wants to be free of that. And he needs to overcome that tendency. So the first thing is that when you have gratitude is to recognize, to acknowledge the totality of what your wife has done for you and appreciate it in detail. And secondly, to express that gratitude, to acknowledge the truth, and to give praise, they're all really the same source. That is a fascinating thing. The truth, lahaydais, and taida, of giving thanks comes from the same shayrish. When you, when you recognize the truth of what he, how he benefited you, your makatayv. Through many, many types of expressions. And to connect yourself with love to the one who is giving you good, who is bestowing love upon you. We see how by many, many, many great people that you did them even the smallest favor, they'll stay in their memory for the rest of their lives. And in every opportunity, when they see the one who bestowed good upon them, each time they meet the giver, they continue to express their gratitude to, to, to him. So basically what they do is like this. The, the, the real tzaddikim, they remember even the smallest favor someone did for them years and years and years ago. Every time they see them, they have a special akaras hatoiv to them. 
that goes deep in their heart. You have that with tzaddikim, it's well known, you know. They sometimes go to a chasana and they barely know the people. Oh, he did me a taiva once. I have a karasa taiva, that taiva he did for me once. Or what his father did for me once. Now, some people don't want to do that because they feel a shiver, they feel beholden. But that's part of life, that's part of connecting. A lot of times you don't want to show Hakarasa Taif to your wife because you feel she did so much for me and if I ex- need to express my Hakarasa Taif, that's Achrayas. I feel beholden to her. But that Achrayas is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing and it creates a deeper connection between one and the other. So we mentioned in this uh, sheer very, very important concepts about how love between a husband and wife is not merely physical attraction, although it can be triggered by that. From time, That's definitely part of it, but it's truly something much, much deeper. The goal of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu together and also the concept of HaKara Satoiv to express gratitude, which we started and we're going to continue and go further in the next upcoming shir. Bracha and Atzlacha.